Hello and welcome to Whovians on the Go, episode 11. Uh, today I have a small group. We have Beef Dad. Good evening. And we have Sammy Carter. Hello, Whovians. How are we doing? And we are so close to the premiere of episode one of season nine, Magician's Apprentice, which will take place on Saturday, uh, which will be 740 PM UK time, is that correct, Sammy? Yes, yes, that is correct. BBC announced that during this week. 7.40, go ahead. Okay, uh, we'll move on to some brief news, and then we'll move on to our commentary for Into the Forest of the Night. So first up, uh, the first story of the Torchwood set from Big Finish was released this week, but they also announced they'll be doing a second series, so interesting. Well, what can I say? I mean, this is the beginning of the Torchwood era on the Big Finish age because, you know, I mean, the TV series, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, most people weren't so keen on Miracle Day. I mean, Miracle Day, in some people's eyes, they just think, okay, it wasn't as perfect as we were hoping for it to be because of the fact that no one could die and the population was growing and, and the fact that there was this weird miracle system going on across the whole of America, but but I have to admit, I mean, because there's a lot of people out there petitioning to try and get the um, Torchwood series back on our television screens, which I hope they, they have a big success on, because, I mean, it is very tough to try and convince the BBC to do it, because BBC, they... I don't think they don't think they want to invest on the show it, right now. They just a, think the show is an audio. It's a budget issue. They don't want yeah. to detract from the main series. But um, uh, moving on, this was a surprise. Uh, woke up to found that there, the BBC had released a prologue uh, for the Magi Magician Apprentice. What What did you guys think of that short two minute clip? Um, I found it quite fascinating. Um, I wasn't expecting too much from it, and of course we didn't get too much from it. It didn't give you any real information. Yeah. Um, but it's, everybody suspected that they were back on Khan, and that's where they are. Mm -hmm. We had the uh, return of Claire Higgins as Ohila. Oh, that's yes, cool. and... Um, and, and also, there were some weird, weird little things going on in this little um, scene. I mean, I described it on my channel about the fact that they have these weird devices going around. Uh, well, the doctor hands a device to her, saying, "You know who that? Who this needs to go to?" And I was like, "Okay, that's a bit fishy, right there." Yeah. And then you have this moment where the doctor talks about like he, you know, they've known each other, they've known, he's known someone for a long time, and they've, they, and he says, that's different, because we're enemies, and I was thinking, okay, is that Davros, is that Missy, where are we going with this, because, yeah, it's kind of like, they wanted to give you something to chatter about for a week, till the new, the new season starts, so, uh, it was kind of cool, yeah, something like that. And also, and also something else is the fact that the, you know, the Doctor even comes out and says, oh, look after the universe for me. I put a lot of work into it, and it made me think, okay, Where's the why, would you tell, why would you tell her to look after the universe when you're supposed to be the one defending the universe? That doesn't... It's like, okay. 
the whole thing was done to trigger wild speculation and it's repeated. Yeah. Basically. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, and yes, like I said, uh, the first story for the Torchwood Season 1 box set came out. It was called The Conspiracy. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've heard it's pretty good. So... And well, then, big up to Big Finish for it. I mean, they've, I mean, they've got the money to do it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, uh, and also they are doing a premiere in New York. Uh, I entered, even though I can't go. I just wanted to see what my luck would be of getting tickets. They were doing an exclusive screening of the Magician's Apprentice in New York on the seventeenth, uh, introduced by Michelle Gomez because she lives in New York, so she was going to do that. Uh, Tickets, they had 300 available, and you had to, like, you were put into this lottery to win free tickets to go to this, so. Um, well, I mean, I, I personally think this was in the replacement because of the fact that they cancelled the Doctor Who Semifinal Spectacular not so yeah. long ago, so this could be, like, making up for like it, you know what I mean? But, uh, it was... It was a free kind of thing, so you just entered, and if your name was chosen, you got two free tickets to go to that event. But well, I mean, especially especially for those in, people in Cardiff who saw the first two episodes and have been saying how much they love the episode. So if, you, if you're lucky enough to get tickets in New York, I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the first episode before mm -hmm. anyone else. And finally on the news list, we have the UK time announced for The Magician's Apprentice. That will be happening at 7.40 p.m. on BBC One. So, And it also states there it's 50 minutes length. So, hey, hey, 50 minutes of new who. That's a good start. Uh, and that's all I have for the news. Uh, after the short break, we'll move on to our commentary on everyone's favorite story, Into the Forest of the Night. Hello, welcome back from our short break, and we will be doing our commentary on everyone's favorite episode, Into the Forest of the Night, in five, four, three, two, one. And we're off. I remember when this went out, uh, nobody was really, nobody really knew what to expect with this episode. Uh, well, I think, I think that's because of the fact that they kept it, um, what is it? I mean, they didn't really tell us too much. I think this was the last episode they filmed in the filming blocks. So they had to, I mean, they, they kept it a surprise in my eyes. I mean, but uh, was it was it worth it? Was it worth being kept as a surprise from the filming block? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Beef Dad? Is it, is it, was it worth being filmed last? Or should they just film this straight away and then moved on to something bigger for the last filming block? Oh, God knows. <laughs> You've got Little Red Riding Hood, who's lost. Oh him. yeah, Little Red Riding Hood. Oh yeah, it's like a nursery rhyme, isn't it? This this Absolutely. opening sequence. I love that bit. It's that way. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Are you the doctor? Yes. Do you have an appointment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do, do I have an appointment? I need to check that and check that my diary. Do I have? Yeah. And, and, and I have to say, I'm quite impressed with some of the camera angles that they've got for the TARDIS. It does look very promising. I mean, the writer, they, the thing is, they brought in this guest writer. I can't remember his name, but he's... Well, he was, he was the guy who did the opening for the Olympics in 2012. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. As far as I've heard, I mean, he did that big opening for the Olympics that year when it went to Britain. So, obviously, he, he did a fantastic job then. So, so this was kind of a, uh, they wanted to bring in a guest writer, but he didn't, He I heard that he didn't know Doctor Who, and they didn't want to say no to him because they already had the script ready. It's kind of one of, it's, to me, this is the only episode in the season that kind of had a bump for me. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Frank Cottrell Boyce, his name is. Ah. Ah, there you go. There's the name. There's the name of the face. And I just... I just love how they how they camera the angles all over the ties to make it look like it's a, like a movie production and everything. I just like the way they've done it. It's, they did a good job with the camera angles, but storytelling uh, with the story, not so much, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I mean, it's the thing is with the, I mean, the overnight figures, of course, then. I mean, most people are going to say, okay, they're just overnight figures. But here's the thing. Wouldn't it be cool no, if we had the overnight no. figures improved big, about two times the size as how it was last year when the Magician no. of Princess comes around? I mean, can you imagine the, view, the overnight figures doubling on day one? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Ah, so we've just had a shot of the lion. Mm -hmm. and this is yeah, we had a shot of the lion. And and then yeah, then we have this entire forest-like London, which doesn't really look forest-like, does it? I mean, it's, it looks like it's half done. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta show some of the London landmarks in it if you want people to think, hey, there's a forest. So and of course, and of course, we all love the new, we all love the current title sequence. I mean, can you imagine this in in the in the new cinematic feel? filming um, style that they've done it's gonna it's gonna look um, a, a little bit different doesn't it with all these new cameras shots that they've done mm -hmm. and a couple of wolves oh yeah we have a couple of wolves and who's that down there on the corner oh yeah that's that's sir danny pink if i'm right <laughs> uh, no in a museum huh yeah Never done that before. Well, well I mean, they did do the museum, um, didn't they, in the day of the Doctor, wasn't it? National Gal National Art Gallery Museum, still same thing, isn't it? Or but this is isn't this the British museum? I can't remember. I'm, I'm not too sure actually. I mean, it's. I think it is. I mean, I think this is a museum in London, not in Cardiff. But it, I could be mistaken. But you know. It's supposed to be the British Museum. Okay. I believe. And then you also have young Clara over there. Just hanging around with Daddy Pink because all the children know about her and Daddy's little secret. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. They know, uh, that was back in The Caretaker when Danny kind of whispers to her, do you think they know, like they're dating, but yeah. And oh, and, and who's that? Who's that security guard? I'm trying to remember who the actor's name is. That security guard over there. Mm, can't remember. Um, yeah, he looks like Michael Gam Gambard or something like that. He, he has those similar uh, looks. No, 
no, no, it's no, no, no. Um, I'm not quite sure, but it's not Michael Gambon. That's for sure. I... Is he the emergency services officer? No, he's not. No, he is just uh, the, gate, the gatekeeper, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's just looking after the, the gate. And then, oh, look, the students are about to find out the whole London's in forest. And they're like, where are we? <laughs> because they think, they, think they're in, they think they're in um, Australia doing that, I'm Celebrity. Yeah, that, that poster <laughs> in the background on the bus actually had the Doctor Who um, advertisement on there. They kept it as a little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, that... that uh, I kept thinking that was the same bus they used for um, Plans of the Dead, but it was a lot more cleaned up because the one they did in Plans of the Dead was damaged when they were taking it to Dubai, it if did, I remember correctly. Everything's full of forest everywhere. Well, of course okay. it is because, come on, what do you think the newsreaders are going to think? They're going to be thinking, oh, this is all mysterious. Why is everything covered in trees and, and weeds and stuff? It's just... <laughs> but um, but I do, but I know quite a few people are uh, still about fifty-fifty with Capaldi's um, acting as the Doctor because they think like you know he's too serious as the Doctor. But I don't know. I mean, to be honest, every Doctor takes it in a whole new direction. Um, Capaldi is an established actor, and I think season eight. He did a fantastic job, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Deep Breath definitely worked for him. I mean, it worked for him precisely because of the fact that Moffat ripped that story in a way that um, I don't know. It seems I don't know whether I would say it's the same sort of style as Russell T. Davis would do when the new Doctor shows up. But no, it's one of Danny Pink's girls that's turned up with the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Well, obvious. It's well, <laughs> that's. Uh, I think it was kind of obvious, really, that the doctor was gonna. They were gonna uh, get into this argument about a child. <laughs> and couldn't get through. Left messages. Oh, you didn't call the school. You no, called. you called the. Uh, I, I just love how. Clara likes to lie to Daddy, and well, yeah. Think about it. Previously, they were more of, okay, I'm fine with traveling. You're, I'm fine with you traveling with the Doctor. But actually, they're kind of lying with each other, and even Clara's lying to the Doctor. So it was more of a, a kind of a trust within this whole story arc of the season, I would think. Hmm. But. <laughs> thought you said they were in love. Why? <laughs> and then you look look over there, you got the, um, you have that bike on the tree, which was a, and then you also have the sign for London Underground, which is obviously famous for the Web of Fear, years, all those years ago. And have you noticed how London is one of the busiest capital cities in the world, and yet, there are no other people about apart from Danny Pink and his blasted school kids. I know. Yeah, that, that yeah I find that suspicious. Where, that, where you, you think you'd hear other people saying, "Help! What's going on?" But no, <laughs> nothing. No. I, I keep, I keep, I keep thinking it's the silence again, like the silence of trying to control the people or something. Like they're trying to yeah. make everyone quiet for some the, reason. I, I don't the know signs, why. 
the silent story was done in time of the doctor that's kind of done and over with but I don't know, it's just, it, it feels like something like them is trying to stop people from panicking. I don't know why, it's just I'm having this strong feeling that there's a big threat that's uh, following the 12th Doctor, everything he does, or some kind of weird thing is going on. Not a person in sight besides the group. It's, or it's, a car. Exactly. Oh, and, if you, and also something else, red, red telephone box. I keep thinking, is that Mrs. Tardis there? Uh, that'd be too easy. She's knowing the man. I was about to say is like we keep noticing these red boxes with Missy in 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 like dark water and that, and then all of a sudden we have red boxes in the forest of the night. It kind of makes me think, okay, is that is Missy been there the entire time without the Doctor knowing? Well, um, I would I would have to say it's just something. It's just a symbol of well, London. You have your red phone box phone booths they're not used that often anymore are they it's no they're just there yeah yeah and and obviously and obviously knowing that of course the um the fact that the uh, the doctor's wearing more of a hoodie to his to his jacket compared to the the clothing he's wearing in this episode so his clothing has kind of pretty much changed a little bit this year compared to last year. And what's that little girl's name again? It started with a name. Yeah, and this is her uh, mother, if I'm correct. I know, she's going to have a problem because look, she's going to have a problem. No, look, you have a you have a supermarket selling uh, bikes, and yet it's covered in trees. And, and I'm quite surprised Clara didn't notice. <laughs> Don't blossom and nuts at the same time. Oh. That, yes. <laughs> oh, there's there's that um, there's that weird uh, cocky little boy known, known as Bradley. <laughs> The reason why I call him a cocky little boy is because he always he's always opinionated when it comes to um, Clara and Daddy. Yeah, it's the children are basically irritating children. So yeah. oh look and look at what Clara spots over the distance. Oh yeah, it's the the time it's that police box again, and Daddy's like, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing so. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Try saying please, Bradley. <laughs> mm. I know a couple of kids like that at school. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's always some. Oh, Daddy Pig is a teacher. Huh? I don't know. I mean, we haven't really seen him teach that that much in the show, to be honest. So we don't really know if he's a good teacher or not. Well, that's funny though. How do you how do you find X? It's sir. It's <laughs> you find the value of X, and, and uh oh, is that is that stone? Oh, I think a stone's about to break. Uh, oh, what's this? No ring. No ring on the trees. Well. It's, that that yeah. kind of proves the point on that story. And oh look, look who's who's that in the distance? That's the uh, the doctor himself. Even Danny's not impressed. 
They all grow up overnight. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, I mean, what, what do we actually think of? If it grew overnight, you, you think you'd be sure that someone else would have called Clara ahead of time because you know they're in the museum saying, hey, are the kids okay? Nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised that the doctor didn't call up Clara and say, hey, Clara, um, have, you, have you been hearing noises over the night of, of things growing? <laughs> and also, you think you'd have billions of phone calls of worried parents, yet nothing. Yeah, I find, I find that very suspicious. I know, look, it's that little girl's hiding in the bush for some reason. I don't know why. Why can't she just meet the teachers? Like, like a good little child, but but still, I mean, they did say that she's in medication. I she's think, got this weird... I think, it, I think they were trying to make her seem like she had schizophrenia. So she kind of sees things that other people don't. But... I don't know, this episode just... It's... Okay to watch it as like an Earth Day special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say an Earth Day special because I mean this this can't be really shown all the time. I think this is more of Earth Day. So, yo, I'm actually going to say this, but why couldn't Moffat just put it out on Earth Day? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you've got it, to communicate the tree with the trees. He says, tree hugger. <laughs> What are the round bits for? <laughs> oh yeah, what are the round bits? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they just instantly start playing with stuff as kids usually would. Yeah. Well, well, it's it's good job the boy mentioned round bits because I mean, look at look what we're getting in the new series. We're getting loads of them. <laughs> yeah, an updated TARDIS uh, interior, uh, just slight change, but. I know. I know. Look at this. He's 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 also putting out his um daddy's getting all the school books for some reason like i think those are their uh and oh, he's yeah, looking at drawings that's in uh the one girls and of course she's not there <laughs> and they're all looking like you're you're nuts, mate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got you got to love. I mean, what, what do actually people think of um, the Doctor and like Danny and Clara performance in Doctor Who? Is it is it normal? <laughs> this episode, I would say, great performance by the principal actors, but. The story just doesn't grab me. Um, yeah, I think season really grabbed me this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the fact that it wasn't promoted that much when when they were like, you know, they the kept it so quiet can lead them to the source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, did it, did we notice that the fact that they kept this one very very quiet in the filming process and then. They basically gave us the title name and, and and not really that much synopsis to start with. And then when the episode came, we kind of 
kind of we were kind of expecting something amazing to happen, but then it turned out nope, that wasn't the case with this one. It was totally different than what I was going to picture it, but yeah, I, I think I think they could have they could. I mean, if he wrote a completely different story that didn't involve trees, that would have been interesting, or an alien planet one would have been they, cool. If they would have used this as a series opener, I would have instantly said, uh, yeah, this doesn't look very good. The taxi and traffic lights in an underground station. And there you go. Ah, that reminds me of... Oh, uh, here we go. Re to drop. Oh. It reminds me of Revelation of the Daleks when you had the Sixth Doctor statue falling. <laughs> ah. Hmm. If I need the kids, had been going past at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd have been able to fit them all in one satchel. And the kid just mentions the whole Daddy and Clara love triangle right there. <laughs> He's like, what? what? Where did you hear that? I, I, I didn't tell you anything. Who told you that? Yeah. Okay. If you would have had to pick who's the most annoying kid out of that bunch, who would you say is? Oh yeah, I, mean, I would say Bradley. No, I'd say Ruby. She's uh, too pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Ruby, Ruby is just like asking questions. You know, she she wants to be intelligent. She seems annoying. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't really blame her for wanting to be intelligent and know stuff. No, I mean, she, she seemed very, like, worried and uh, is asking too many questions. That's why I find her annoying. Now, oh, look, she's, he's found a mobile, well, the girl, little girl's mobile phone, which looks like an iPhone, which is a bit bizarre. So, yeah, I mean, a young, uh, a, young uh, what, a five-year-old, a six-year-old having an iPhone? Interesting. Oh, that's, that seems to be the case these days, a lot of... <laughs> Younger kids have electronic devices like that now, so I didn't get I I, I don't know. It's just a yeah, I think, girl, I think, girl that's having visions and then trees growing up out of nowhere. I was kind of like, what? Do you, do you know what I'm I'm starting to think this should have been should have been called the girl who went missing. That's what it should have been called. And into the forest of the night, uh, it's daytime, guys. Yeah, yeah it's daytime. It should it, hang on a minute. Shouldn't this be taking the place of the night? I mean, come on, writer. Get it right, mate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's daytime, overnight. not nighttime. <laughs> the forest grew up overnight. Mm. I, I just I just think they, they, they got the wrong title name for it, to be honest. I think they could have just said, in the forest of the day. Would have been better the day of the forest. That I would have been. They, I just better. think they got the wrong story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think the writer. Because I mean, like you said, Elijah, the writer didn't really know Doctor Who at all. If he, if he saw some classic Doctor Who, it would have been a lot better. But, or Doctor uh, Who at all. Not and oh, if you notice, Clara's wearing um, trainers like David Tennant, which is a kind of convenient. <laughs> I remember in the trailer you saw these guys like birds. Yeah, like I mean, all that was so cool. Yeah, how come? How come they didn't introduce themselves? I mean, we kept wondering why they kept burning the trees, or well, they tried to, but it doesn't work. <laughs> well, 
It was explained during the broadcast that the doctor watched on the iPhone. Mm, yeah. And they told people not to panic and not to worry that they were going to do uncontrolled. They were going to do controlled burning to clear the forest. And obviously, that's not going to work. <laughs> no. Here's a question: Do you think having all those trees help the uh, the carbon emissions, like percentage, go down? Do you think so? Oh yeah, it would have done. Yeah, overnight. It's <laughs> Oh yeah, and she mentions uh, Time Heist, the bank of um, the bank of Kara's Baxis, or I don't know if I pronounced that one right, but mm -hmm. that famous bank with that young lady and the teller. <laughs> it's today's day. Mm -hmm. A solar flare. It reminds me of like they had the solar flare on Carabaxis as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'm, I'm I'm. It's kind of sad, really, that if they if they had a better story for episode ten, not that many people wouldn't get bored of it and like switched off halfway through. It would have been. Well, yeah, I think, I think, I think yeah. the writer kind of got the wrong well i mean i think personally i felt that you know they could have had a writer who knows about doctor who and then that way they would have a story that would attract a lot of viewers because this one's not doing it this one's not well, they've heard wolves and they've made the point that the wolves there are wolves in london zoo and the, the zoo cages would have been destroyed by the um yeah forest and then you've got little Red Riding Hood running <laughs> forest. And then, and then she was doing this weird hand gesture, and, and like doctor's like, "What's this? What's this?" Oh, bad wolf. Or is that? Uh -oh. the, is that the oh yeah, yeah. Now, now, right there, they could have called that bad wolf, and they could have tied it in with Rose there. But no, they didn't. Uh, or just a reference. I wouldn't say tie it in with Rose, but maybe, maybe just a reference. But yeah. Yeah, I think she had she has schizophrenia. Ah. <laughs> and she screams quite well for a little one. Uh huh. Yeah. Marcus said, I mean, I've I've I feel bad for the writer for the fact that he lot you know, a lot of people hates the way he wrote Doctor Who. I mean, let's face it, guys, just to, just to be clarify here, the writer didn't know nothing about Doctor Who. He hasn't worked on Doctor Who before. He hasn't got a clue and how the show works out, you know? I mean, Stephen Moffat has said in a nice way in a recent interview, he is not coming back. Exactly. So I, I think Moffat kind of jumped the gun a little bit and said, okay, and let's see what you can do. Still trying to climb the thing. She just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah climb the thing. And they say, what's this? What's this? That kind of reminds me of, uh, remember in Day of the Doctor when the doctors were in the cell and then Clara just opens the door? <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just oh here we go 
wolves are leaving. Or, but the thing is, is that the only creature in the woods, as they say. Or, where is everybody? Let's bring a tiger involved. Go on, it's Doctor Who. We can have tigers, can't we? I mean... <laughs> there are good scientific reasons for being frightened just now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's to be fair, people. The tiger is CGI'd, not, not an actual real-life tiger, because, you know, the real-life tigers are in London Zoo and they can't really take them because of, like, health issues and stuff, so. And, and, yeah, that's right, Danny. Be clever, Klotz, and say, I just, I just flashed a torch all over a tiger and make him run away. In the real world, it wouldn't be that simple. Yeah. Sorry for being so quiet, our listeners here, but this one is We just... don't want to shut her up. Has she had a meditation? No, we don't want to shut her up. <laughs> Abducted by a Scotsman. This is not a nervous tick. This is React. Yeah, and also they mentioned her sister, which is a kind of comedian. Who went... That was... That was just unnecessary. Her sister being miss, missing and then turning up at the end, that was just kind of unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, come on, just, I mean, tell the truth at least that this, your sister's back. I mean, come on. And then, and, then, and then this weird little thing here, I mean, what's all this about? This whole weird um, portal. She can hear him. She can hear the forest. What? Why? If you if you could hear the forest, what do you think they would be saying watching this episode? Bark, bark. <laughs> yeah, then she says she did the trees. Annabelle went missing. I don't find her, but I find thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the big forest was one of them. <laughs> mm. The thoughts. And, 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 and you notice there's that weird light in the background, which is causing a lot of attention to her. I wonder what Capaldi's take is on this episode, if we were to ask... And, uh, look, no, you're not experimenting on her. It, it kind of reminds me of those nano genes with Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to say that. It's, like, it's kind of weird that they didn't say they were nano genes. We're here, always here, since the beginning and until the end, of what the things are saying. We are the green shoots that grow between the cracks. The grass that grows over the mass graves. Nice. After your wars are over, we will still be here. We are the life that prevails. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Great North Forest. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. 
It really is. The fact that you've got all these flying particles out there reminds you of Christopher Elkerson. The sun that creates, the sun that destroys. Good CGI, though, with those moving things, but... Yes. We were here before you, we will be here after you. Mm. <laughs> that was actually quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who sent you for the doctor? It was just a thought, a thought that came. I think it came from this. They're gone. Isn't it at the end of this episode? I can't remember, or was it the previous one, where Missy's sitting up saying, I've chosen you well, Clara? It's not a different one. No, no, it was definitely the end of this one, because I remember um, Missy was with her, um, I think it was a, her iPad, I think. or yeah. No, actually. It was, no, it was her iPad. No, 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 that was, that was the previous episode, sorry, not this one, because this one they find um, the little girl's sister. Yeah, and then and then of course they put that trailer out showing um, showing uh, Missy and the Cybermen and stuff. That crazy clip um, finale that went out last year, which was I feel that I feel that two part well, finale made up for this episode. But yeah, it did. Missy is credited in this episode, so I think she is at the end. Mm. Well, I guess well, we'll is, oh, oh yeah, hang on a minute. Um, she shows up. She wow. shows up when the world is. Um, no, actually, she showed. Yeah, when that sun is burning. Yeah, I know. Here we go. This is where um, Daddy sings. Cohill gifted and talented. I don't think so. No, that was bad. We are the Cohill School given. Would you consider them gifted and talented? No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is that, is that, is that fair to say about Crow Hill School for them to think like that? Well, I mean, those kids particularly, I don't see them as, as gifted and talented. They, they see. And then, and then you have Clara shouting at the doctor, saying, "Look, you need to go. They just want their mom and dads." And he's planning on leaving the kids and taking Danny and her. Yeah. That's kind of another, that's kind of a side to the doctor. We don't see a lot more of, he doesn't think about the other people sometimes. It's more of who's close to him. Hmm. But I just feel that this episode was, it's slow. It's slow and doesn't it, I would this is actually like my third time watching this at all since it aired I just haven't watched this one a lot no yeah. this time the human race is saving you giving you thoughts my world too <laughs> yeah I mean but then again, the Doctor will figure out what, what's causing it eventually, so 
It's not going to end that way, is it? <laughs> there, um, there's an awful lot of just intense looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't help you. It's kind of weird, over? isn't it? The fact that the little child's getting mentioned there. How to get rid of a flame-proof forest. Well, I guess it's a kind of a cool concept if you know there's a solar flare heading for Earth and the trees don't burn, so it's kind of like a reflective barrier for the Earth, I guess. So. Hmm. Defoliant agents. Uh oh, the doctor's leaving. Just some dialogue. Yeah. And he's about to find an answer. And a lot of intense. Flameproof forest. Flameproof forest. Huh. I'm Dr. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which he brings up in the finale too. Uh, I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Come back, come back. And they're all kind of looking at him like, what are you saying? <laughs> Sorry for being so quiet, our listeners. It's just a lot of dialogue and not much to say on this one. Uh, teachers haven't mentioned the, uh, mentioned the uh, flare, solar flares. Thought it would spoil an otherwise enjoyable walk. <laughs> well, this, the good news is this has happened before, and you're still here. What are these things? Two disasters. Nothing happened. What do these things have in common? Trees. Whenever there's an extra extraterrestrial, oh, no, that's nonsense. Everyone dies. <laughs> the excess oxygen. Yeah. What a weird idea for, not necessarily a villain or a monster, but trees. Trees are not your enemy, they're your shield. They've been saving you since forever. This is, this is a real tree hugger um, <laughs> story. They're, yeah, if you yeah. really want to write a story around um, Save the Planet, 
and don't cut down all the trees. This is the story to do it with, isn't it? Indeed. If they're good, then why are we chopping them down? Dropping chemicals on them right now. What is it with you people? You hear voices, you want to shut them up. The trees come to save you, you want to chop them down. Or you think you need to save the world, it's already saving itself. And the mobile networks are still operative. Yeah, As that's another thing. With yeah. all those trees in the way, how are your mobiles still working? Perhaps they've got clockwork ones. <laughs> Okay. The class project. Save the earth. Yeah, it must have been cool for the actor or the little kids there being in the TARDIS. <laughs> I'd have fun in the TARDIS. Glad she has place to ride her bike. And there's Mum trying to find May due to an unexpected forest. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, an Earth Day special. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let's go see a solar flare. That's my mum. Yet she is one of the only other people there in busy London. Yeah. I want my mum. Just some more dialogue. Bringing up the soldier again. Yeah. Trying hard, tried hard to survive, but here I am. Kind of an interesting thing. He accidentally shot a kid when he was uh, fighting. Yeah. Then he goes to teach kids, so interesting. It's a shame. I don't think they were really very fair to Danny Pink in this. I think the scripts that he got were really didn't show him off to his best advantage. Yeah. Because I he's from what I've seen, he's a, he's a good little actor. Oh yes. And uh, I, that's why I was a bit disappointed when they sent him up in the sky and blew him up. <laughs> yeah, but there's always possibilities, I guess. I mean, Orson Pink. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see where that goes with this. Yeah. yeah. So what happened to Sammy? Uh, I don't know. He's here, but maybe he's 
in a forest at the moment. Ah, that's why we're not getting the signal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so there's, it's, I saved you from a tiger today. <laughs> okay, class, what, what was your lesson of the day? <laughs> Mr. Pink, save us from a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and here we go. I'm waiting for the Disney moment. <laughs> and there it is, solar flare. It's a pretty spectacular bit of CGI there. Oh, yes. The CGI was great in this story, and there we have Missy. Yeah. That's surprising. I love surprises. <laughs> <laughs> and we're near the end of this one. The trees are... And there you go. The Disney moment. Yeah. With all the little twinkies. Yeah. Where's all the people? They'll all forget about it. That's what I didn't get, though. They'll yeah. all forget about it. Well, you forgot they're... the last time. You remembered the fear and put it into fairy stories. Ah. It's a human superpower, forgetting. Yeah. Stop having babies. Hmm. And... There you go, more Disney stuff. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> and the green planet is now blue. Yay! And of course, the scene that we didn't really need. With the hydrangeas. Yeah. Well, don't forget, the message that she put out, mm -hmm. she put out a message on all the, on the whole mobile network. Yeah. And another Disney moment. <laughs> and on that message she put out to the whole mobile network, she also asked, sister to come home yeah and we have our next time credits uh, we'll be actually doing uh, two stories this week for who means on the go so you'll have me and some other guests two times this week uh, we'll be recording Wednesday dark water and then finally Friday death in heaven leading up to the premiere of magicians apprentice then that following week on Friday, we'll have a small group discussion with a few of us talking about what we thought of The Magician's Apprentice. So I guess that concludes our commentary on uh, Into the Forest of the Night. Any final words, Beat Dad? No, um, apart from the fact that I think this series could have done without it. I agree. And on that note, uh, I think we'll wrap this up. And thanks for listening to Hoogans on the Go, episode 11.